Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the 23rd of December 1991. A blizzard falls over Stockholm, keeping its traffic to a standstill. A hundred kilometres away, a car has crashed in a ditch and three bank robbers are fleeing from it. The police don't know the identities of the men they're chasing. But Stefan Thunberg did. Hi, uh, my name is Stefan Thunberg. I'm uh, the co-author of uh, The Father. I'm also a screenwriter in Sweden. But most of all, I'm the fourth brother who follow robbery after robbery from the inside. Hi, I'm Anders Roslund, um, co-author of The Father. Today I'm a best-selling author. But back then, when all this happened, I was still a TV reporter at the biggest news station in Sweden. And it was my job to cover this three-year-long period of brutal madness. Together they are Anton Svensson. And this is Made in Sweden, the six-part podcast about the incredible true story that inspired their novel, The Father. I'm Ed Wood, and this is a family tale like no other. Episode 5, Decline and Fall. So six months after the big weapons theft, when they this gang, this group stole 221 machine guns without anybody noticing, anybody knowing that. During those six months, that half a year, uh, they had uh, attacked armed trucks. They had made their first single bank robbery, if there is such a word. They had made their double robbery. Uh, they had continued robbing banks without anybody knowing where are those weapons coming from because the forensics they knew it was military exclusive weapons and there was supposed there was none stolen there was none reported after half a year uh there is a discovery uh because after six months you will uh also inspect the weapons uh cave in, on the inside, uh, because otherwise, the man in control, uh, in charge of of uh, inspecting those, he's doing that on the outside, 
And on the outside, uh, it was still perfect. The house was having walls and roof and and uh, a door, and it was intact since they made it under it. Uh, they dug underneath. They dug underneath, and then there was an explosion, and they stole, and they took weapon after weapon during in in, in, in this tunnel. Now, the theft is discovered. Now. Everybody, the police, the military, and of course the media realizes we have 221 machine guns on the run here. Uh, And the gang's name that has already been sort of almost the military gang since their acting resembled military operations, now it was the name. So from this point they were called the military gang all the way. And at this at this moment, <clears throat> this is after the bomb. This is after uh, a, a number five five robberies already at this point. Four or five robberies and a few more attempts. But things were beginning to fall apart inside the gang. So Leo decided to do something new, didn't he, Stefan? Yes, he decided to um, <clears throat> start uh, negotiating to sell the weapons back to the police. Uh, to uh, and with uh, this blackmail uh, that uh, if you don't buy back the weapons we're gonna give them to uh, uh, you know other groups in society like health angels and things like that just give them away so it's gonna be a lot of um, uh, chaos out on the streets so that was the plan so he wrote this uh, letter to the police and he sent it to the police and uh, they start to uh, negotiate about to buy back the weapons for a couple of millions. It was like 25 million kroner, I think, they wanted for the weapons. And then we have this uh, episode with the letter in the novel. Um, Let's hear how Leo put that to the police. Personal read the envelope that she had brought from his mailbox in the corridor and put on his desk. And then his name, Detective John Bronx personal. Nothing in this fucking building was personal. He wormed his index finger into the gap where the glue didn't quite stick and ripped it open hastily and started reading. Dear Mr. Bronx, after contacting the 20 most dangerous criminal organizations in the country, according to your classification, and receiving a great deal of interest in our stock, We have decided to extend the opportunity to buy our goods to your organization as well. Thus, we have the pleasure of offering you the following equipment. Submachine gun M45, 124 pieces. AK-4, 92 pieces. Machine gun KSP-58, 5 pieces. Bronx searched through his top desk drawer. A pair of plastic gloves. He pulled them on. He should have had them on from the beginning and then proceeded to read the last thing he'd ever expected to receive. Here are a few details from our high-profile advertising campaigns known only to us and you, for reference purposes. Sviedmure, December the 11th. An MP58 used to fire seven shots from below at the corner camera. The lid on the freestanding safe jammed, only the upper tray was emptied. Urzmo, January the 2nd. Two identical escape vehicles used to avoid detection. One cash register in Hundel's bank, never emptied due to time locks. 
For six damn months he had searched, hunted, lived with them without finding a single trace, and now this, direct contact with the lead detective. We have left a sample for you at the following location. Old Surdetalier Road. Stop at the barrier, face the barrier, go seven meters to your right, follow the path 35 meters to the summit. On the top of the hill, there will be a pile of five stones and a young spruce. Under the spruce, you will find your samples. Sincerely, Anna Karin. Bronx quickly wrote down the directions in a notebook and gently put both the letter and the envelopes in a plastic pouch. Just a moment ago, he'd decided it was over, but they'd made contact and he would continue to devote all of his time to them. They were out there somewhere and he wouldn't let go until they were stopped. Anders, the, the reality was a little more complicated than a single letter, which is what it is in the novel. What really happened? Uh, in the first place, it was, of course, unknown. This was unknown for everyone except for... Because th this was the first contact between those faceless robbers out there. After so long time, they established contact with the police. Uh, if you don't mention when they called in the bomb threat... Otherwise, this was the first contact, and the police kept this a secret because it was a start of a negoti negotiation, and uh, it was one letter, and it was an answer, and it was two letters, and, and so it kept on. In total, it was 27 or so letters back and forth, and the police, who were not aware of who to respond to and where and how, they were always instructed how to respond. So in that days, it was, you had a private section in the daily news, in our major papers, you could sort of advertise uh, for personal reasons. And it was in code that uh, the police answered this group in uh, those personal ads saying, Anna Karing, I love you, or Anna Karing, I want to meet again, or whatever the instruction was. Or they also use the teletext on television, which is a big, uh, it's very popular in Sweden, and everybody reads the news from the teletext every morning, and uh, they had to sort of blend in their answers in the teletext there. It was also back in that time when we didn't have the cell phones and so, the mobiles. Uh, we had a special announcements in the public service radio. Uh, you, it was like this: uh, uh, Emma and Emil on uh, biking vacation in the south of Sweden. Please, we need to get in touch with you, mom and dad. It was ads like that when when it was a sort of a crisis somewhere, and also that one was used by the police force to answer this group. Over this long period, and this was, I've been sitting on all those for many, many years, different trials. I've never seen this title of, of, of a crime before, attempted aggravated extortion against the police. That's what they called it. That was what they called it. And, and it was uh, the first time I, I get that preliminary, pre preliminary investigation with that such a title. And it could have been successful. First you steal the weapons, then you rob so many banks, and then you actually get paid once more for the weapons. But it didn't f 
got to good end because the, the negotiation they collapsed. Do, do you think the police ever intended paying Leo for those weapons? They intended to get him out in the open. Uh, they intended to drag it as long as they could, but there was money, and there was maybe uh, uh, because if if the threats had been real and they knew that that they would equip so many gangs out there, uh, th- this would be ha- had been an easy way to to sort of settle. But still, uh, that's the last thing you do to 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 sort of surrender to 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 the bad guys. And Stefan, did Leo ever really think that his plan would succeed? I think so in the beginning, yes. But I think, or he had told me that uh, after like 15, 20 letters, because they, in the reality they wrote a lot of letters to each other, everything was turned into a big joke in that group, in that uh, him and Jasper, though, when they wrote the letters, it was like they... What, what can we write now? They talked about it, they joked about it, and they, they realized that the police never going to try to give us any money because they're uh, trying to stall things. Stall, yeah, yeah, and stall. And this was the point when this, this high point, feeling that you are in charge, uh, you can rob a bank if you want to, you can uh, give them a bomb threat if you want to and attract them all to the police officers, uh, to the stations there. This was another way in the beginning actually to control society. I can steal whatever I want and I can demand whatever I want. But somehow during this long conversation between letters and and TV and radio, they realized exactly what Stefan is talking about. This is not. So they lost control during the And then it was sort of a way to. And all the time when you write letters to the police, you know, they have experts on the police that uh, analyze your letters and how you write and how you spell things and things like that. And they all the time trying to be somebody else to... Uh, they as, put on voices. Yes, put on voices. And, you know, a more academic voice, you know, try to uh, uh, write letters like a politi- politician and things Who like that. Who was writing the letters? It was Jasper and Leo, really. Your friend and your yes, brother. Yes, yeah. And, and, and you, you can see exactly that. They are 20 years old. They had not been to university, but they try to, to sound older to yeah. get the, those, to the, get the intention to, to be, be somebody, to be respected. And where were Felix and Vincent, your younger brothers at this point? They were a part of it, but they didn't want to be a part of it. They really wanted to go, uh, left the group and, and uh, don't rob any more banks. Uh, the, so they hoped really that maybe they, they could pull this off, you know, to sell back the weapons and uh, get all the money. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And how do you think they felt when it didn't succeed? Uh, it, it, I think it was a, a slowly... Uh, 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 they, they understand that slowly under the whole process that this is not going to work uh, I think that is for them so they understand that so I think they were more prepared for it than maybe Leo was uh, because uh, I, yeah at this point it feels to me like a house of cards and it might have taken the slightest thing to blow it down and then your father got involved again slowly you have to we have to go back a little bit because when my brother was 19, 20 years old, he uh, he um, he cut all the ties with my father after a fight on a construction uh, site, uh, and uh, after that he took over the role, you can say, as the father in the family, and he started his own construction uh, company uh, with my younger brothers, and uh, he had promised uh, my. One of my younger brothers that he never ever gonna have any contact with our father after that. So it's we against him now, from that point. But when the group was starting to crack up inside from inside, uh, in the same time, my father, and with his intuition, you know, uh, he he looked. He was sitting in the sofa uh, at his home, and he was looking at this wanted the program called Wanted in Sweden. And it was a wanted special, only about the military gang. One hour, only the military gang. Because now everything was in the open, you know, every weapon, they know that it was the military gang. And every, they, had to, they could connect them to a lot of robberies. This was the biggest bank robbery group in, the Sweden, in Sweden right then. And he was sitting looking at that and he could see that under that mask is somebody who have my genes. His movements, pattern, everything is... He, he walks like me. He is me. That's my son. So he could see, you know, it's like just this 20-second film they had. He could see that that's my son. And I remember he's starting to call me up. When, when had you last spoken to him before that? I had this, you know lose contact with him you know he could call me when he had drank drink a couple of glasses of wine and things like that and he started to call me up then you know because i think i was the easiest one to call at that time uh, because my other brother they were like they had this uh, uh, wall against him between yeah. them and him you uh, know after the molotov cocktail yeah we have yeah you can say that what, why didn't you because i don't know it, it it's like uh, I have. I, I think it because we have never fight like my big brother and he. You know, it was a fight. He, he, he and uh, after that, 
Um, and it was a fight. It was arguing. They arguing about money, I think. So money that uh, my big brother, after the first uh, uh, robbery, he paid back to my father and said, now you get your money. It's enough now. No more. So that's that's was a part of the story. So so he called me up, my father, because. And he 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 asked me, you know, in subtext, in kind of way that do you know what your brothers are doing or you know anything about what they really doing and things like that and uh, I understand that he understand that my uh, his sons my brothers are the military gang and we have this section in the novel yeah. in which he recognizes them let's listen to that Ivan swapped the newspaper on top for one below which showed a picture of a black clad robber aiming his weapon He'd stood in a queue at the supermarket down in the square that moved so slowly he wondered why they didn't open another cash register. While he waited, his eyes had landed on the newspaper rack and there from a distance he'd seen two words, military league. And then, when it was his turn, he saw the rest, according to the article, whoever had stolen a shitload of weapons from a military armory had used them to carry out a robbery in Schöndal near a summer camp for the handicapped that Brit Marie had worked at for several years, and two robberies just 500 metres from his own home. Schöndal, her domain, a place the police described as so obscure that you had to know about it in order to choose it. Urzmo, his domain, and the paper pointed out the brutality of eight shots forming a face. He had gradually stopped caring about what they wrote, focusing instead on the pictures, in particular two black and white ones that appeared in all the papers of the man they called the leader. Slightly blurry photos and yet, broad shoulders, eyes behind the mask as if she were standing there looking at him and a mouth with thin lips stretched into a tight line, an expression he himself often wore. Ivan adjusted the notebook and lifted his pencil. It was starting now. Sweden's most wanted. According to the newspapers, today's whole program would be devoted to the military league, a special that would highlight every aspect, every detail, in the hope of generating responses from the public. He flattened out the pages of his notepad and watched the host standing in front of the cops, talking about the biggest weapons theft in Swedish history and about the six aggravated robberies that the group might be linked to. Six robberies. He wrote that down. The newspapers had only written about four. Rapid pictures of the insides of bullet-riddled banks, shattered glass on the floor and open doors to empty bank vaults. A security van in Farsta, Hundelsbank in Sviedmure, Hundelsbank and SE Bank in Ursmo, Savings Bank in Rimbo, and SE Bank in Kungsur. He started writing again, new information. Rimbo, Kungsur. Then several seconds of a panning shot taken inside Stockholm Central Station, where a bomb had exploded. Terrified people pushing each other behind a high fence. Bomb? He wrote it down but couldn't really see it. He understood the weapons, he did, and the robbery, but not the bomb. The word bomb didn't belong with the rest. It didn't fit into the pattern. 
The host now spoke about the members of the group, about their military knowledge, about how they were athletically built, spoke perfect Swedish, and probably had no criminal record. Perf, Swedish, no record. And then, brand new images, moving. They hadn't shown anything like this before. Shots from various cameras just before they were shot down. Short snippets angled from above and often only a few seconds long, depicting a clear leader described as between six foot two and six foot four, weighing between 80 and 85 kilos. He dropped the pencil and heard it roll across the table and onto the floor. Despite the fact that this was exactly what he was supposed to be keeping tabs on, height, weight, all the things he didn't know, all the information that was new, that was why he'd bought this notebook. But he didn't need to write it down. He could see it clearly, though it was just a few seconds of footage, the pattern that is repeated in everything, from the smallest element to the movement of our limbs, a driving force inside millions of cells, present even in the unique rings of small ridges on our palms and fingertips. Ivan reached for the wine bottle that stood on the floor at his feet, untouched. He opened it and drank until he had to stop to catch his breath. Now, he knew. And we worried when your yeah because my got yeah in touch yeah you know always when he uh, had drunk he, uh, he he was a kind of a loose gun you know he, uh, anything could happen so I I talked to my oldest brother Leo about this and he just told me that don't care about him don't worry about him he's not the problem he don't know what he's talking about like he was so just don't talk to him. It's just bullshit, what he say. Uh, he he trying to get under our skin again like that, you know. And that ultimately wasn't going to be a good thing for the gang. No, it wasn't. And you know, he tried to keep my dad outside in the beginning, but then when my younger brother didn't want to be a part of the gang anymore, and uh, you know, Leo didn't really know what he was was going to do with his life and and he got this economical crisis you know no money and he had a lot of things to pay for under that period because you know with with with, with money from the bank robbery he he was expanding like his lifestyle and things like that and uh, he had started planning a new robbery and at this point you said leo and ivan had started talking again did you find it hard to conceive that they could begin to become close again? I I didn't uh, had a thought about that. I you know it's it. I didn't. I couldn't. No, I never ever that they two are going to be like father and son again, or or what you could say. You know, call it. Was this ever something that Ivan was just going to walk away from? Um, the realization that his sons robbed banks. Yeah, yeah. Could, is it something he could ignore? No, I don't. No, never. He. Uh, this was his way into the family again, the way back to his sons again. I think that was his f- feeling. But I want to say two things with it. Go the on. first is, like, this was his way into the uh, to his sons again. You know, the the family, and then he. 
alltså, in the book he said to his son like you ne- they're gonna kill you because they have weapons too uh, he's trying to stop him and when but in the first step, uh, mm. part and then when he realized that he can't stop his son then he said okay I'm, I'm with you and this is my way back so he tried to stop him first so it's not like I don't think my father was like, oh, I'm going to rob banks with my son. It's a more difficult situation than that for him. And did Leo allow him back in? Not in the beginning, but he had to later on because uh, Leo got got the problem and he had to rob one more bank. And um, uh, he had to uh, ask uh, my father if he want to be a part of next the next robbery. What, hap- what happened to Leo after... The episode with the Molotov cocktail. The police interrogated him, and uh, uh, my dad went to uh, custody. You know, and after that situation, after that episode in my life, after that trauma, my father was convinced that Leo had rat him out for the police as 12 years old, that he had rat his own father out in fr- for the police. And as we know, that's the worst thing in the world yeah. to your father. That's against the whole family values. So what did that do to their relationship? It was, uh, it was a big problem in periods because uh, when my dad drunk, he was uh, uh, always saying that my uh, oldest brother was, a, you know, in Swedish we call it an angivare, but I think rat is the right word in English. Uh, and uh, I think that was a part of their conflict uh, under so many years, and they took it with them uh, to this last, the last robbery uh, that day before Christmas. Made in Sweden was presented by Edward. The authors were Anders Rosland and Stefan Thunberg, and the producer was Gavin Osborne. The Father by Anton Svensson and published by Sphere is available from Waterstones and all other good bookshops. The audiobook, recorded and produced by Chatterbox Audio, is available from Audible now. The Made in Sweden podcast series was recorded at the RNIB Studios with post-production by Chatterbox Audio. This has been a Nashet Audio production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.